Happy Friday, everyone, and thank you for joining us on Fried Okra, the public education podcast for Oklahomans. I'm Ellen Pogamiller with the Oklahoma Education Association. And I'm Catherine Bishop, president of OEA. Fried Okra is a weekly podcast where we get together to talk about public education issues in Oklahoma. We hope you'll join us every Friday. And this morning, we're just catching up with our favorite... Yes, uh, favorite. Lo- one of our favorites. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, Ivy Riggs. Oh, Hi. We'll, just, Ivy. we'll just go with favorite. Favorite. <laughs> so, I mean, I know I say this every week. It's a big week. But literally the last 24 hours. It's been wild. Wild. Uh-huh. It's been wild. For the second week of session, I feel like we lived some dog years yes, <laughs> yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, the House Education – or this, the House – caucus, uh, Republican caucus, um, led by the speaker of the house had a press conference yesterday and unveiled an education plan. Um, a lot of money, mm-hmm. uh, between really between five and 8 million, mm-hmm. hundred million dollars, mm-hmm. right? Uh, some really good stuff in it. Mm-hmm. And then there's some concerning stuff in it. Mm-hmm. And anytime you look at a package, yeah. uh, you can only imagine that all the voices in the room had concerns and asks. And, and I do think it's, um, I think first and foremost, I hope our members will will look at it comprehensively and just see how much thought went into it. Mm-hmm. I really do appreciate how much thought went into it. Mm-hmm. And the folks that that presented it are friends, mm-hmm. right? They are they're the ones that have that have uh, kind of stood as goalies to some bad stuff for the last few years. And and I I hope we can look at what their intent yeah. is in the bill or in the package. It was just one giant bill. And then yesterday in committee, I think under questions of constitutionality, um, you know, in Oklahoma, there's a, there's a part of our constitution that says uh, each bill has to be a single subject yeah. and you can't, you can't have funding and policy in the same bill. They have made exceptions to that, but I think, I truly think they just wanted there to be no questions. Mm-hmm. And so when, uh, when people asked, they just did it, they just changed yeah. it. And so it made it, I don't know. I think it could be spun to say, oh, they changed it last minute. But mm-hmm. honestly, they changed it to just alleviate some of those concerns. They didn't change any of the policy no, pieces no, at all in there. No, so. they weren't They weren't sneaking anything. Yeah. Now, it, it did seem <laughs> like it came real hard and real fast. Yes, that, that right? part is true. That yeah. is true. It, uh, you know, we first started hearing about it early last or late last week. Just something was coming. Mm-hmm. We didn't really hear what. Mm-hmm. We had been hearing uh, Speaker McCall in, in the interim uh, leading up to session had been very open about not really wanting to do um, traditional vouchers in mm-hmm. any way, but he was open to tax credits that help every kid in the state, not just ones in urban areas that have access mm-hmm. to private schools. And so I think but it's... But does it really... <laughs> Statistically, in other states that have passed it, no. Okay. No. Okay. So, so um, you know, at this point, anytime you're implementing a whole new program, it's speculation yeah. on on how much it will cost, who mm-hmm. will take it, who will, you know, who will so, try to so cheat the system. Let's talk about yeah. the good things that are okay. in the bill. Mm-hmm. Let's okay. start with the good. Okay. I like to do that. Good things is a teacher pay raise, mm-hmm. $2,500. Uh, and and I think uh, for our members, they'll understand this. Even if you make above the state minimum, mm-hmm. everyone will get the full twenty five hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. So it's it's based on what you're making this year, twenty five hundred dollars in advance of that. So everyone that is currently working in a school this year will get a raise mm-hmm. next year, should this pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
increased funding mm-hmm. uh, to to every single school in the state, whether mm-hmm. you're on the formula or off the formula. Mm-hmm. And so that's, you know, that's kind of one of those catch-22 mm-hmm. situations, right? The formula was created for equity. So yeah. areas that have more local wealth don't get formula dollars mm-hmm. and areas that don't get a lot of formula dollars. Mm-hmm. So when you go outside the formula, you kind of stray from that equity system. And so there are lots of people who are upset about that. Mm -hmm. There are also lots of people that are really thrilled to death about that. We have some really small rural areas that don't have enough property value to run a bond. Mm -hmm. They don't have enough ad valorem value in their, in their community. Mm -hmm. And so it might be in a tax protest. (laughs) True. You get that. So, so there's, there's an opportunity for a lot of rural areas to get money that they've never, ever, ever been um, eligible for. And, and just to clarify, so they have the $300 million and really where it breaks down is that if you cap out at $2 million. So, so let's talk about that. There are three buckets of money that this bill talks about. We kind of, I'm sorry, I jumped ahead of myself. (laughs) There's 150 million that pays for those pay raises. Every certified uh, the question was asked in committee yesterday, mm-hmm. is it just teachers? And, mm-hmm. and the I believe the intent is all certified staff. Yeah. Yes. So it's right. media specialists, counselors, right. instructional coach. Correct, correct. Yeah. So uh, we do think they've been thoughtful in trying to cover that. And also impact costs, mm. you know, increase in benefits and retirement and that type of right. thing. So so it's, uh, you know, they and they even gave themselves a little bit of cushion just in case their numbers are a little off, right? Mm-hmm. We've got new leadership in the State Department, new right. staff lack of staff, whatever we want to say about that. <laughs> so $150 million is set aside for that. Then $300 million is set aside for the tax credits, right? right. And, yeah. and, and that's also uh, an estimate, mm-hmm. right? Because this program doesn't exist, there's no way to know who will take it. But what they tried to do is they took every child that's currently enrolled in a private school mm-hmm. And every child that is currently homeschooled, as much as we know, right. because like you know, we, we have we don't very loose know those figures, and right? We, yeah, and we have an estimate, uh, uh, Representative Baker's estimate on that was twenty two thousand eight hundred homeschool students in the mm-hmm. state, and around thirty seven thousand private school mm-hmm. kids. Okay, so if you take that, um, they've that's where they came up with the three hundred million. If every single student that was homeschooled took the twenty five hundred dollar tax yeah. credit being offered in this right. proposal and if every single private school student took the 5000 being offered um it would equal just under that 300 million yeah. i wanted to say he said 246 yeah, 246. yeah. and again a cushion <laughs> right. and all 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 of these that we're going to talk about are reoccurring funds correct mm-hmm. but there was a provision for the tax credit that did was a little bit different than we've seen where mm-hmm. you would if state funding for public schools went down. One penny. Yeah. One penny. <laughs> we would also decrease and eventually could even eliminate the tax credit. Correct. Correct. So there is a protection, right? They call them triggers, right? Mm-hmm. And so those are, are built into this bill. That's where I think the thoughtfulness came from. You know, our concerns about vouchers all along have been, you know, once you fund them, then you won't want to defund right. them because you are uh, disrupting kids' education. Mm-hmm. And, and we don't disagree with that. But- you know, the Constitution says we have to provide a free and public education. Mm-hmm. So so if those, you know, say we're in another revenue failure, uh, I hope we're not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if we do, this has some triggers in it yeah. to then decrease the amount of the, of the tax credit for yeah. these families. But you look at the disproportionality of what that tax credit does in the 
60,000 students that are gonna get almost 300 million, what's been in the bill to be appropriated to public schools that serve 700,000 students. Right. So that's a hard pill to swallow. It is, it is. And and I think the, I think the authors of this bill um, want to try to um, head vouchers off at the pass mm-hmm. with this. Um, that that's kind of the conversation is if we do something like this, there's more accountability because a parent would have to show the receipt and then be reimbursed instead of getting this blank check Mm -hmm. and spending it on, like we saw with the gears funds, Christmas trees and big screen televisions and gaming systems and And still that accountability piece is still kind of, it's a little wonky. Yeah. It's a little loose. They can, they can. Spend it on a multitude of things, not just private school tuition. It right. can be education expenses, and mm-hmm. you know, and and I think that can be tightened up. And I mm-hmm. think I, it does feel like they're open to to tweaking that language a little bit. And I think, um, so so then the the third bucket of money mm-hmm. that they kept saying, I like bucket more than mm-hmm. tranche. I hate the word <laughs> tranches. Uh, the third bucket of money was additional funding mm-hmm. to all schools that's unattached, frankly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that um, that they can use for you know inflation that mm-hmm. they that we've seen with utility costs and support for fuel raises. Well, mm-hmm. that's what we're hoping raises. is that we'll but see knowing that that's a really big cost factor. Sure, too. sure. So so what we'd love to see with that money in a perfect world, if we got to earmark it, it would be for support employee mm-hmm. pay raises. And and uh, Representative Baker said the the hundred and fifty million to cover teacher pay raises is at a minimum. Mm-hmm. And what they'd love to see schools do is is spend some of this third mm-hmm. bucket to give additional raises. Twenty yeah. twenty five hundred is the is the minimum. So uh there are too many good things to throw the baby out with the bathwater, right? right? We we have to um I think we have to realize a couple of things. In my personal opinion, it's the second week of session. Mm-hmm. Right. There is a lot of work to be done. There's a lot of compromise to be done. The Senate just saw it yesterday yeah. when we saw it. Yeah. So um, we have heard from a few senators that they're pretty upset about it being dumped on them. But, you know, if the Senate came out with a plan, the House would not have seen it beforehand, right. possibly the Speaker, yeah. you know. So so I, I don't think this is an end result mm-hmm. bill in any way. Um, Representative McBride came to one of our civication dinners last night and more and mm-hmm. spoke to some more and Crooked Oak teachers. And his message was, don't panic. Mm-hmm. It's early on. I'd love to see the teacher pay raise be a little higher. Mm-hmm. I think we can work on some of your concerns. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, don't, you know, please know where, where our heart is. Mm-hmm. Please know where our intent is. And, and so, um, I am going to really, really work to have mm-hmm. that be my yeah. attitude. But, you know, but for an association, mm-hmm. um, for us, we do have firm uh, a legislative agenda and our, our legislative goals that does speak to uh, that we do stand in opposition of any uh, vouchers, ESA, or tax credits. And so, you know, we this we are a, a member-driven organization that that I don't set that policy. We have committees our board. And so we have a lot our to delegate look at, assembly. our delegate assembly. So, you know, that, I think that piece of the bill is really where the disappointment lies. Sure. That that was included in that bill. And it's kind of like, you feel like uh, you're tying one hand and letting, but, but I've also heard that they're very open 
to... It does feel like they're open to... You're going to have to be. There are Mm -hmm. three branches of government. Mm -hmm. And and in order to get everyone on board, I really think we're going to see some more changes. And the other thing I'd like to to share, not to not to defend the the process, but the message given was, if you took out the tax credits, say we took out the three hundred million dollars, it's not like schools are going to get that money. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you'll remember, in the governor's state of the state address, he called for almost seven hundred million dollars in tax cuts. Mm. And so, when the House presented this in conversation. This is to moderate some of those tax cuts. So they're using this tax credit as a way to do that. Mm-hmm. So if the tax credit goes away, it's not like the healthcare authority or the Department of mm-hmm. Education or the Department of Agriculture is going to get that money. It then would be spent in tax cuts. And so, again, all of that is compromise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All of that is compromise, and it's early. It's super early, and it's. I think. I think what the. For me personally, yesterday when I saw this and it was rolled out so quickly, there was that that gut reaction that I had that this was all going to get pushed through very quickly um, just because how it was done. Um, but it still has a long road to go. It's got to get through the Senate. Sure. And and like you said, they are Ka- not Catherine, excited about this at Catherine all. Catherine was at a different syndication yeah. dinner in Enid last night and the senator that was present just said they were really taken aback mm-hmm. by the by the size of it, by mm-hmm. the expense, by the uh, quickness. Mm-hmm. And, and um, you know, so I think yeah. there's a lot of processing for us, for for folks at the Capitol. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I, I, I think there's a lot of compromise to happen. And there are other payroll, yeah. uh, bills. pay increase bills. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, last week kind of got overshadowed by this, mm-hmm. but uh, Senator Pugh passed a pay raise bill out of his uh, Senate Education Committee mm-hmm. this week, uh, Senate Bill 482 moves starting pay to 40000 mm-hmm. uh, So, you know, first mm-hmm. year zero, step zero would be 40000 with a $3,000 raise at the entry. Uh, so zero, zero to four years would get a $3,000 raise. Years five through nine on the salary schedule would get a $4,000 raise. And years 10 through 14 would get a $5,000 raise. Anyone with 15 years and up would get a $6,000 raise. So, mm-hmm. again, a thoughtful, mm-hmm. thoughtful mm-hmm. process. So I, I do think the teacher shortage, uh, mm-hmm. the crisis we're in yeah. with our staff shortage, uh, people are listening. And mm-hmm. I do think, I don't think anyone knows what the what the magic pill is, the, the mm-hmm. silver bullet, whatever mm-hmm. cliche we want to use. I don't think there is one. I think it's going to take some, some thoughtful uh, work on that. Uh, Senator Pemberton has one that over what is it, the course of six years, yeah. gives $6,000 to 2000 skip a year, mm-hmm. 2000 skip a year, 2000 yeah. So I, I think what I think what educators want to know is it's not a one and done. Mm-hmm. It's not one raise. And then we're going to, you know, we can't talk about it for a while. Right. <laughs> you guys got yours. Be yeah. quiet. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what we don't want. And I think what we're seeing is some some long-term, I was going to say, bigger some picture long-term plans. recurring, mm-hmm. looking at investing in our schools. So if our members right now, I and hopefully they're listening to this, what, what would you want their conversation to be with their legislators right now? Yeah, I think, I think it would be, uh, you know, ask any question you've mm-hmm. got, but don't, don't assume the worst, mm-hmm. right? If, if you're in a big school that we'd be capped at that million dollars, and I'll just give you an example, the, a word, uh, a word, a number I heard yesterday at the Capitol was Tulsa Public Schools. Right. 
Tulsa Public Schools, if you're capped at $2 million, if this ran through average daily membership, mm-hmm. so just per pupil, they would have gotten $31 million. Mm-hmm. So, so That's a big hit. It is a big hit. Yeah. And so Representative Baker said, I don't want you to think of it as a loss because it's money you never would have had. Mm-hmm. But there are 23 school districts mm-hmm. that, that hit that cap that would get more money. And so Tulsa and Oklahoma City, obviously, because they're our largest districts, mm-hmm. Lawton, uh, but also our our suburban districts yeah. here in the Oklahoma City metro area and the Tulsa metro. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look at Jinx and Bigsby and Owasso and Mustang and Yukon and Putnam City yeah. and Norman and Edmond, you know, yeah, I could go on. You, you know, know what suburbs that's, are, That's I really guess. hard for them to um, have to go, yay, this is great. Especially, you know, when we had a flat budget last year mm-hmm. and they didn't get any additional funding. Mm-hmm. And so they're looking at the best, what they, they know what they need. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like we said, attracting teachers into our classrooms, uh, support professionals and, and keeping them to stay. Sure. That's huge. And, and there are a couple of support employee pay raise bills out there. Uh, Senator Pemberton has one, uh, representative Johns mm-hmm. has one. So, you know, I, I think, I think, to, to circle back to your question, mm-hmm. what what would we want our members to talk to their legislators about? I think share the needs mm-hmm. of your classroom, mm-hmm. yeah, of your building, absolutely. of your site, of your school bus, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And then also listen, mm-hmm. you know, ask questions. Mm-hmm. And, and many times I think you're going to hear their heart. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to hear, you know, Mark McBride said last night, I didn't get to write it all. Mm-hmm. I'm also at being asked to compromise, mm-hmm. but I am fighting to get the most I can for you. And mm-hmm. I do believe that that mm-hmm. is his heart. And so, um, yeah, Representative Piper that was there with us last night had the same message. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's early on. Yep. Yeah. I think that's the hardest thing for us to realize. It's easy is, to panic. I know. And you can have a panic day. Yeah. Let's, let's be I honest. Had a, I, I had, had a panic day too yesterday. yesterday. I, had a panic I'm a, day. I woke up a different person today. So yep. <laughs> it's just, um, you know, like you said, let's, let's, we're going to keep everybody alerted. We're going to let you know what's happening over there and how to engage. And I know we have a huge day coming up uh, Monday, mm-hmm. uh, PLAC and PTA, and we're there too, um, has a day at the Capitol. So great time to go in and have conversations with their legislators. And as much as you're talking, be willing to listen. Yep. And it doesn't mean that we have to say, yeah, you're right. We can. We still hold firm on our beliefs that we have. And so that's something we're going to have to navigate and it's going to, it's going to take a lot of work. It is. Um, I I'd love if you get to come on Monday, a lot of schools are out for mm-hmm. president's day. We would love to see you there. We'll be on the second floor. We'll have a, a table OEA and we have some handouts about yeah. the polling we did that talks about how much people across the state of Oklahoma really support our public schools oppose vouchers. Mm -hmm. And so it's uplifting. We'd love for you to come and get some of that information. So you are uh, educated and aware. If you don't get to come, if you're in school and you have other commitments, uh, we we've kind of decided it's a red for Ed. I was going to say we're red. That's right. (laughs) So even if you're, even if you're at school or at the doctor or wherever it is, Mm -hmm. you have to be where we're red and, and we're all, you know, I think in this together and, and uh, you know, it's early on. And um, even even when Ellen wants to, we're not panicking. <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay if you do. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, you we'll just, just you need Ivy. Yeah, it's just yeah, my calm yeah, presence yeah, for me. Just, just like my yeah. take a deep breath. 
So, yeah. um, well, thank you, Ivy, for joining us today. And thank you for listening to Fried Okra, the public education podcast for Oklahomans. I'm Ellen Pogamiller with the Oklahoma Education Association. And I'm Catherine Bishop, president of OEA. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Fried Okra on Apple Podcasts. You can also contact us at friedokrapodcast at gmail.com. We hope you'll join us again next week. Until then, keep fighting the good fight for public education.